Welcome back, everybody. I mean, we're here. I think this is the final days of our summer at Kame House. Yeah, like, we're legitimately packing up. It's it's getting kind of cold on this island, so we're really starting to... All right, we, we might have to head back up to the lookout. Like, we might <laughs> yeah, have to head up to this, but for everyone new listening to this for the first time, I am Meals. I'm here with the Platinum Chanel boy himself, Jeff. Yes, yes, I'm here. Um, this is The Lookout, episode 71. 71. And the fourth episode we're doing this week um, for my hero academia week first of all i would like to say this i would like to start off by this i was very frightened 30 minutes before we actually (laughs) record on this and i'll tell you why they were cutting a tree outside of my house okay so new york city for you uh, you know actually that's a little i'm not i'm thinking about that it's kind of rare for you right they're cutting a tree in new york it's uh, Brooklyn. We got a little bit of trees, Manhattan, okay. less trees, but Brooklyn, we definitely got a little bit of trees. Okay. Um, but the thing is, it's like, you know, sidebar for everyone who's listening to this. We recorded the first three episodes. So everything that you heard beyond this point, we recorded a weeks ago and you yeah. heard various <laughs> construction sounds. <laughs> right. Right. In the midst of it. So legitimately, after we finished recording, I think they stopped construction and they've stopped really kind of doing anything. So I haven't been interrupted by any noise. I was actually pretty mad about it because they spend the entire two weeks. We, you know, we were getting recording the previous episodes and then, you know, so we get to this week. Nonetheless, I was scared because it's 30 minutes. Cutting a tree isn't like a. I'm about to say that's not construction. Yeah, it's a little different. We're going to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hear that. So I was yeah. pretty mad about that. But they managed to finish before we get started with this thing. Um, want to give a shout out to everybody who supported us during my Hero Academia Absolutely. Week. It's been great. MHA it's been great. Week. It's been amazing. We are here on our last day uh, for at least the lookout of it, um, doing our thing. So if you want to binge the episodes, they're feel free to binge. We've essentially done all of season three this entire week. Um, we had a big interview on the Big Eyes podcast earlier this week. Amazing, amazing interview. Mike Montessa. So if you ever wanted to hear like legitimately the process of how anime is like translated. How it, yeah, how you so get from the the Japanese to the English and just an editor who has been around manga for well, he didn't want to say, but I'm pretty sure it's been up for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't trying to show his age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like, you know, he was around when he, he was like, yo, I was around when Akira became a movie. I was like, right, right. you're old. Like, um, yeah, stay last, stay last. <laughs> um, but we have that. And then, of course, tomorrow we have another Big Eyes. It is the Big Eyes one shot. Um, Big Eyes versus the Black Variant. So if you're into comics, DC, Marvel, all that other stuff, we're going to have it against the Big Eyes who are going to be talking about my hero themselves. And it's going to become a big debate. I've not heard this episode. So I'm very scared of what could actually happen. But yeah, because we already know, we already know how they get down to Black Variant. So, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. So I'm very, I'm very scared, but I'm also very intrigued on what could actually happen with this. Yeah. So, with that said, with our last guest for the summer at Kame House, last man, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to have this person because Absolutely. I, I'll say this: I recently discovered his YouTube channel. I'm in love with it as a person Amazing who content. keeps up with the manga and everything like that. Um, he is That's someone. I, 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 I legitimately. All right, I'll say this before we, we get the thing. I've legitimately sat at last Saturday afternoon. I've already read everything, so it doesn't even matter. But I legitimately sat down but still, and watched. Right? 
yeah i watch all the war, war the war arc part episodes because i was like wow I, I just kind of capturing it and it's kind of like as a full story as opposed to a week by week thing but we have the intro um amazing youtuber first of all i want to give you congrats over 100,000 subscribers on your youtube amazing, he just man. Amazing. He just got the plaque. Um, I saw the plaque. Put it on the wall, man. Oh, man. I'm working on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Dude. Um, Congratulations. Turtle Quirk, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, really glad to be here. Yeah, it's amazing. Listen, have you seen Drake's Instagram? Um, Not recently, no. Okay, so he got a he got a plaque from Spotify just a couple of weeks ago of like a hundred billion, you know, whatever, some Drake numbers. Stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Oh, just, you know, I have seen this. I have seen what you're about to say. Yeah. I've seen it. It's okay, like a, okay. right. Or something. Yeah. Yes, he's eating out of it. So I'm, yeah. I'm wondering you know, <laughs> with that, I mean, what, I don't think you're doing with this plaque. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing with your plaque? Are you like, I know there's like a mirror thing. Maybe you use it to yeah. like <laughs> look at yourself. <laughs> no, I don't you know. know well, you you know how it is on YouTube, right? So you don't get another plaque till you hit a million. So for the moment, I'm keeping it in pristine condition. I'm not even touching it. But if I get a million, then I'll start doing that crazy stuff with it. Um, oh, yeah. but, oh but now, my yeah. god! Well, I have no doubt you get to a million because I think everything that you've been doing thus far has been incredible. Um, all the breakdowns that you've been doing, you can just kind of go through the YouTube channel. You can search him Turtle Quirk on YouTube. You can follow him on Twitter. You can do all this other stuff like that. But he's really like just conceptually deciding what you guys want to, what you actually want to um, talk about and all these other things. It's it's some things that don't even pop up in my mind, but I'm like, whoa, I kind of yeah. want to watch this. Let, I want to ask you, and I'm sure you're going to get this question for the rest of your life. What inspired you <laughs> to start this YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, I think it's with, with a lot of things like you're, you're inspired by other people. And um, at the time, I started it in July of 2019, which is yeah, last year. And um, at the time I was, you know, I just finished caught up to date with My Hero Academia. And I was watching like all these different YouTubers. So mainly Truth Hero, like he was my go-to guy. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I love this content so much, but I'm like, I have my own opinions and I have my own theories and I'm not putting them anywhere. Cause you know, I wasn't on, I wasn't on Twitter, you know, uh, not, right. anime, not anime Twitter anyway. Um, and I wasn't like putting my thoughts anywhere. So I was like, let me just start and just do one chapter review. And then I kind of like did three videos and I took a break from it. Cause it's like, you know, when you start YouTube, no one watches this stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. I had like, 10 views or whatever and then after a month i was just like you know what let me just do this consistently and see what could happen and then i just kind of you know i mean you may have heard this already because i've said it before but i i've uploaded uh, at least one video every week for the whole for the last year um up until this week um and i'm still going to continue doing that um so it's just about consistency really and then over time you get better and you come up with new ideas um and then it wasn't really until my back ago one four theory that the channel started to blow up um that that was just a crazy month um i started the month with like less than a thousand subscribers and i ended it with like fifteen thousand. so it was a crazy month um and then since then people people like yourself have just been finding it and enjoying it and you know that gives me confidence to just try new things and uh and yeah just keep growing the channel in different ways 
Yeah, it's incredible, man. Like, as someone, I mean, we have our lookout YouTube channel. It's kind of like what you said in the beginning. Yes, very low. I mean, we got some views. The Zeno Robinson interview, very, you know, yeah, got yeah, a couple well, of hundred we hit views. A little so, bit. Yeah. yeah, we, you know, we're, we're happy with that. But what you said, I mean, just the consistency, it's so important in, in doing this and just the concepts and what you're covering and everything of the sort. And just the graphics look so good and the way it's delivered. How long would you say? that you spend kind of doing every, you know, every video that you do? I would say it's a really long time, man. I would say it's longer than what people would imagine. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely like five to 10 hours, like depending on the length of the video. Mm -hmm. um, the walk, if you look at the walk videos, um, if you if you account for writing that and then recording that and then editing the audio and then editing the visuals, that's probably like eight to 10 hours, I reckon. You put in the shift, yeah. Yeah, shift. It, it takes a lot. Um, that's why typically I don't always do the longer ones, you know, like 20 minutes plus. Like I typically don't do those because they take super long. But um, mm -hmm. but recently, you know, this is something that many people don't know. Um, very recently, I've started doing YouTube full time. So now I actually have more time to do videos like that. Whereas before I was working and then doing videos in the evening. So it's like I could only do so much. But right. now it's like I feel like I can do a lot more. Um, but it's only literally been like two weeks um, that I've been doing this full time. Well, listen, man more power to you and i hope for more success for you as well yeah, man. yeah. It's, it's amazing it's amazing yeah it's, it. yeah it's crazy listen we've got to get into everything that we've been talking about for the past i guess week huh now that i think yeah. about it even yeah. though it's been a, a bit of a delay it, it seems way longer for us but <laughs> we've been talking about my hero my hero academia season three we've watched all the episodes just you know yeah just for your sake i don't want i don't want turtle to come on and be like yo you guys are in season three like <laughs> we've watched all the episodes but we're covering it season by season because we do genuinely love this show actually if, I, I need to ask you like who are your favorite people in my hero like who are your favorite characters who are your favorite just people in general in the show yeah so big fan of twice um okay. he's actually my profile picture on youtube because i love him that much uh, but now he's an awesome character um also hawks uh deku obviously um who else is a favorite mirio as well i was a big fan of mirio for a long time but then because he hasn't really had much screen time in the manga it's just mm -hmm. i kind of forgotten about him recently but um right. but i want him to appear again though like you know what i mean yeah listen i hope you in in covering these old episodes maybe you find something that inspires a new youtube video you're like oh my god yeah like oh you know all for one did say that like 40 million years ago and now it's coming <laughs> true like i hope one of them inspires this but yeah we're, we're going back to my hero academia season three we're taking this and then eventually when season five comes out it's like which we think will probably be the best season yeah, we're, we're hitting the yeah. ground running then yeah we think it'll be the best season yet um until season six because of everything that's going on currently yeah in season six i'm waiting for that <laughs> which is wild um Let's talk about, okay, so Jeff, just to kind of catch us up to speed, last time sure. on The Lookout, we talked about the original license exam mm -hmm. and all the experience with that. It ends, everyone except Bakugo and, 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 and Todoroki received their provisional licenses. It's course, crazy. Right. Now that I actually think about it, I think what they actually did with the show itself was they kind of gave, they took away a little bit of space. They gave yeah. it a reason because Definitely. they were like, 
big characters like Todoroki and Bakugo are big characters in the show, but they gave it a little bit of reason to pull back from them and maybe introduce some new people into the show, which would have been interesting. Like the, we, we don't get, I don't think people take Mirio um, and the, everyone else from the big three and they get as much spotlight and they get as much like, you know, country to do everything that they kind of want mm-hmm. without people being like, well, Bakugo could have done that or like Todoroki well, yeah, could have done but- that. Exactly. I, the show does everything for a reason, which is why I always, you know, I, I respect the way that it's written because there's, again, there's just so many characters and having to pull back on some of those guys to make sure that other players, other you know, characters get developed is extremely important. And they just, they did it right here. So. Yeah. And especially what happens with season four, like, I don't think they would have uh, wanted any <laughs> yeah. of the kids to go through sure. whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes um, I wonder what if Bakugo, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like if Bakugo had a more prominent role in season four, like if he had passed the provisional license exam and then gotten an internship and been, you know, been part of the raid against Overhaul, like what would have happened? That would have been pretty, pretty wild. That's real. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you, we're going to talk about that in season four, but it's, it's potential what happened to Mario could have happened to Bakugo, which Mm -hmm. would have been terrible, which would have been 100% terrible for the series and everyone who loves Bakugo. But that's a very uh, genuine thought. Um, Let's see. Well, where we start in the series of episodes as we're wrapping up season three is Tartarus, the prison, the prison that currently holds all for one. He's been pretty much trapped, secluded. It's on lockdown. Yeah, 100% on lockdown. Like, and, and it's interesting. I love this scene for various reasons, but it's like the first time since the fight that All Might and All for One have <clears throat> come face to face. It's so my symbolic, big, man. It's so symbolic. My, my big question is, all right, it's not a big question. It's a very silly question. Why is All Might still wearing the suit? Yeah, you know, he needs to get a new tailor or something. I don't, like you could just tell he just doesn't really he's like whatever, you know. Now he, ha- he against all for one though. He ha- he pretty much has to wear it cuz like, <laughs> if he shows up against all like in front of all for one in like a suit and tie or whatever, then that's that's kind of like admitting, "Oh yeah, you broke me. Like I'm not a hero anymore thanks to you." Like right. like mm. you got to stand up and be like, "Yeah, I'm still a hero. I don't care what you did to me." You know what Regardless I mean? Regardless of how big yeah. the suit is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah. That's real though. I get that. No, I get that. No, you're one hundred percent right. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's Imagery, totally yeah, like, for sure. It's a but all for one is completely secured. His brain waves are being monitored to the point where even if he thinks of activating one of his many quirks, it's clipped. Like he's going to get yeah. eliminated, subdued. I don't know what they do with him, but they're obviously keeping him alive to interrogate him and hopefully get as much information about the legal villains as they can, but you're not going to, I don't think you're going to, yeah, no, all all for one. No, he's actually, if anything, he's 100% thrilled that he's seeing all might in this form. He doesn't get many people to talk to, but he's generally like, I think he's thrilled more. So the fact that even though he lost, the fight it feels like he won the battle yeah, he kind of he, he definitely feels that the future is still in his hands regardless and that he's optimistic about the whole situation which is that's why i said that scene is is very good they do a lot of like double takes of both of their faces and you know i, I love the way that they that they portrayed the the whole you know the whole conversation because yeah they're really trying to show like all my 
one for all. Like they're just, they're so in sync with each other. And it's a weird, you know, just chemistry that they have. It's just evil versus. He asks him about his successor and why he chose to preserve his body. He has this very long, I think, we don't get a lot from all for one after this moment, just because he is stuck in Tartarus and there's really, there's very few moments after this fact that we go back to this prison, but every time they do go to this prison or they mention that they're going to this prison, it seems like a very prominent part in the story, yeah. at least to someone's careers or someone's arc or someone's personal thing. But he has this very long kind of um, statement that I think hangs a true shadow over the rest of the series. Because at the end of the day, All Might is still looking at him. He's a shell of his former self because he's completely lost the fires of all um, of one for all. Right. And he's looking at him in this like very you know different state. But all for one is still like, yo, this is just getting started. And he he says this. I'll say this entire quote. I'll try to. I'm not going to use his voice. Because I, I haven't practiced the voice oh, yet. Now you don't want to use his voice? I mean, <laughs> Awful One's got a weird voice. Um, he says this, this entire thing, and I'll, and I'll read it. He says, right now the media's concern is about your absence is mixing with their worry about Endeavor as a de facto leader. It's making them question the unity of hero society. Meanwhile, those lurking in the shadows have been listening closely. They sense the growing instability provided by the vacuum you left and are prepared to act. They think that this could be their chance to change how the world works and are starting to bond together. I think Tomura and his group will continue to hide for the time being in order to ensure it's their organization that rises to the top. Everyone will naturally wish to increase their influence, so they'll be fighting among factions. But if the scenario plays out how I intended it to, then I know everything going on outside these walls. But do you know what I love most about this? Any rise in crime moving forward is due to you concealing your fading strength. And now you won't be able to save anybody. You've been relegated to the sidelines, doomed to watch society fall apart as villains flourish because of your own arrogance. Powerless for the rest of your days. So tell me, how does that feel, hero? Man. Just look. great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if that if that doesn't like at least make you question how society is going to be going forward if you're a hero i don't i don't know because he really just he laid it out yeah i mean turtle what's your kind of take on this entire ordeal and kind of like all all for one's i guess final statements but like still kind of looming over the series yeah i mean i just gotta say i love one so much like he is the perfect mastermind everything that has happened up until this point is pretty much down to his design. Um, I don't know if, can I talk about spoilers in this at all? Or is it spoiler free? Should I just leave it? You can let it fly. Let it fly. Let it fly. Let it fly. You're the man. We're letting, we're letting it fly for you, my yeah, friend. Let it, let it fly. It was purely Awful One's intention for Tomura to take over from him. And I think he even said it in that speech just there, right? And so everything that's happening in the manga right now with Shigaraki gaining what he's gained and being in the position that he's in, this is specifically what Awful One wanted. Um, so him being in Tartarus, I think um, there was a bit at the end of his speech when he said, uh, when, when All Might said to him, you'll be in here for the rest of your life. And then Awful One was just like, yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, sure. He, he was like the rest of, he was like, 
you'll be here for the rest of your days. And he just kind of laughs rest of my days, huh? Like yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a, he's, he's had this, I think he's realized, especially from, he, he has this also part in this, in the speech where he says, you took my infinite power and you made it finite. Mm-hmm. I think he realized that the looming threat of all might was always going to kind of disturb everything that he's got going on. So he, it was the plan from the beginning always to prep Tomura Shigaraki to become kind of the next line and, and, and kind of everything that's going on in the manga right now, like you said, and everything that goes on. I think this is what's crazy is that everything that happens here, it's like it's sprinkled in season four. It's not a heavy thing in season four because they really in season four, it's mainly an overhaul type of deal. Um, but it's setting the seeds for season five, which is coming out. I'm assuming next year at some point, but the show kind of it takes its time in unrolling and unfurling and all these other stuff. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago, even with the secret of um, with uh, Tomura Shigaraki and last couple episodes ago with the all for one all night battle. Just even that reveal is like it's big, but it isn't as big as the reveal when the entire story is eventually like laid upon you. And right. it's like, oh, my God, this is such incredible. This is this is good shit. Like yeah, it <laughs> this draws you in. It draws you yeah. in. Yeah. It, it it's crazy. Um I love I love this face off. I love this stare down. But you kind of now from this here on out, you kind of it's kind of a good juxtaposition because you have this massive like showdown between these two like kind of iconic figures of All Might and All for One. And then you kind of walk back to the whole like school premise because the next part of this entire series is the Baku versus Deku thing. And it turns from this like kind of major thing where the world is on the line back to like the story about like two kids ultimately in competition with one another. Yeah. And yeah. dealing with a lot of feelings and dealing with a lot of different emotions and all this other stuff like that. Um Bakugo. Bakugo. I don't think Bakugo gets enough credit i mean i think we're figuring out later on the line of being as observant and he's definitely more of a hero than they tried to portray him as i guess you can say you know the the added the attitude and all that like it makes you kind of dislike him sometimes but you understand it as well like his character he's just his own person and it does draw you away and kind of, it's, it's an unattractive character sometimes. But like you said, he is, he's super observant. He's super smart. He's powerful. And he, and he does just want to be a great hero, you know, even though his attitude kind of shows otherwise sometimes. Yeah. I, I remember watching the first episode and thinking to myself, this guy's going to be a villain, isn't he? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, but still it's kind of, you know, what's kind of awesome. The fact that he hasn't become yet. I think if this anime was made in like, the year 2000 <laughs> he would definitely switch over he would have definitely had become they would have definitely angled him to be in a villain but the fact that they've kind of like yeah he's this way but he's still like built with a immense sense of pride it's kind of like a vegeta-esque type of thing except mm-hmm. like without a lot of different other qualities tried to <laughs> murder anybody who's a hero yeah <laughs> yeah it's still it's still ultimately like a kid thing it's like and then it's like him realizing at an early point that he had this amazing quirk and 
everyone being like, oh my God, your quirk is so amazing. Oh my God. But going through these terrible situations, you talk about the first episode, the first episode where he gets captured or it's the second or whatever, where he gets captured by the sludge monster, Mm -hmm. knowing that he has that amazing quirk and he feels weak that he's being saved or a thing by Deku. Right. And you fast forward to now, a couple seasons later, he gets captured by the League of Villains, has that same kind of insecurity that's lurking within him because he feels weak. And now it's even like tenfold because not only does he feel weak, that it's like, oh, my God, um, I can't believe I got captured by these villains and I'm the reason for this entire thing. But he holds on to the fact that he is the reason why All Might lost his power. And it's right. a lot to like as a you you forget that these are kind of kids. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at them as their characters and they're amazing, but like these I, I kids think, going th- I didn't think that angle was going to be portrayed either. You know, I, as far as him just feeling that vulnerability of what happened to All Might and kind of taking it in all on his own. I, I didn't know where they were going with it, at least, you know, when I originally watched, um, which I thought was brilliant for them to kind of show he's not even showing necessarily a weakness. He's but it's, it's straight emotion, you know? Right. I will say this. I want to ask you, Turtle, in terms of Bakugo and Deku's relationship, even leading up to now in the manga. Mm-hmm. Like, how have you felt have been the arc of their actual, like, relationship? I feel like this is a, a turning point in their relationship. Like, this is 100%, like, yeah. everything that happens before ends up being, like, some trivial school bully. I don't like you because you're weak. And now... Bakugo kind of has to have a sense of respect, but even if you look in the current chapters now, you see that Bakugo is kind of looking at Deku from a different angle. I don't know if you've yeah. seen, have you yeah. you've seen Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, I've seen Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Okay, it's like the Vegeta at the end of Dragon Ball Z, kind of realizing like Goku, you are the stronger guy. <laughs> right. Um, it, yeah. it, it's kind of similar to that, coming with that actual mutual respect with it, but. Yeah, I mean, Bakugo's growth has been pretty insane because, I mean, the, the weird thing about their relationship is that throughout everything, Deku always liked Bakugo. Even when Bakugo was being so, you know, rude to him and basically bullying him, Deku still followed after him. Deku still liked him. So the only reason there was any friction between them was solely down to Bakugo. Uh, and so I think it's taken everything that they've been through up until that fight to kind of um, mm-hmm. finally, finally, you know, get him on the side. Um but yeah, like if you if you were to look at it episode by episode, like he starts off when we see him in episode one hating Deku, and then when Deku gets into UA, suddenly he's back and goes, you know, he hates him even more because he's like, how did you get into this school? I was meant to be the only person from our you know crappy school to get into UA. So <laughs> the anger it keeps on festering and festering, and right. to get to the point where now back goes like, okay, you know what, you've been chosen. I'll respect that. I'll keep your secret. All this kind of stuff. Like that is that is growth right there. So I, I like to see it. It's a good it's a good character arc for Bakugo, I think. I think it makes them much more likable. They've done a lot of great. One thing we say about the show and we always say about the show, the fact that they have so many characters and they're able to kind of craft a good enough arc with a lot of different characters at kind of the same time. Um, season two, a lot more Todoroki kind of discovering like who he is and kind right, of he, right, he takes yeah. he takes a break this season, like next season but like it kind of comes back to season after that but them managing to create so many different stories with a lot of different characters but i truly believe that i mean along with society kind of like questioning itself after all might 
loses their power, uh, loses his power. This is that's a catalyst for this battle too. It's kind of like society is kind of it's it's reinforcing the fact that society still doesn't really know how to accept <clears throat> kind of like the symbol of peace no longer being the symbol of peace. Right. And it's stretching down to Bakugo and Deku who have admired All Might always as a kid. And that's the only thing that they shared that they had in common. Deku didn't have a quirk. Bakugo had an awesome quirk. Bakugo's blonde. Deku's has green hair, whatever. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, always an opposite. It, yeah, always kind of an opposite thing. But that's the one thing that they've shared in common. And the fact that he lost his power in this instant is like, damn, like it's even affecting this part of it. But the battle begins... This and I want to talk about this fight as a whole. I think it's amazingly choreographed. I I didn't get to read this fight as it was going on in the manga. Thank God. I think I've always thank God. This is just it's just oh it was too it was too big to like read per se. Like you just had to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Turtle, uh, where which part did you pick up in the manga when you started actually like following the show? So yeah, I I. for the show kind of late. So I finished the first three seasons and then I picked up the manga after season okay, three. So, okay, so yeah. you're similar the same as me. me. Yeah, yeah, similar <laughs> to us. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I never got to see this. I mean, I've seen all the panels and stuff like that and it, it looks 100% like the show, but I couldn't imagine waiting like two weeks, three weeks and watching this fight actually go down. And I think the, the great thing about the show is that there's so much with all the music and the flashbacks and the colors and kind of everything. There's so much more weight to everything that they do with the show itself. Um, They're going at it. And at some point Deku's like holding back because he doesn't really want to fight. But once he realizes like he kind of accepts that this is something that Bakugo needs to get out. And at the same time, it's like while he's fighting Bakugo, he's realizing that he's also helping him because at the end of the day, he's like, yo, this is kind of what he needs right now to be able to get over the fact that he feels like all of this is his fault. And it's super important because earlier on, you know, Deku was really not trying to have any parts of any type of argument, especially physically with this man or this kid, unless it was within a challenge for the school, you know, so you could tell that it was definitely like frustrating for Deku to even be a part of this. But like you said, it came to, it came to realization that this is just best, not just for Bakugo, but for me too. Yeah. 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 I think he even said in the fight, um, he was like, he he was tired of being like a punching bag or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Like it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's, Part of it is still Bakugo not being able to accept that Deku is stronger than him, but just something that you kind of like, he's going to have to get over. Like he's going to have to get over to actually like grow as an actual person and realize that his strength is different in relative than Deku's strength. But then it's also like, he's always looked down on Deku and Deku has kind of always looked up to Bakugo and always, he says in the fight, like, oh, I've always saw him as a picture of victory. Right. But he refuses to let Bakugo win because at the end of the day, he has a responsibility. He's like, listen, all might's power is gone. I have a responsibility now to be the best that I can be. And I'm not going to kind of lean back because you want to go through your entire ordeal. I'm going to help him with this in terms of getting all these emotions, but I'm not going to exactly just like let him beat me up because he needs to get this out. Like I I think Bakugo definitely came to terms with, Deku's situation and potentially being more powerful than him once he realized how it all happened. 
You know, like I, th- I feel like he really came to terms with it when he realized that it was passed down to him. Regardless, yeah, it still frustrated him, you know, but yeah. he came to terms with it. This is this is one of the things because like I, I I almost empathize with Bakugo in the situation because in real life, if somebody does something that you don't like and they don't explain why they did it, then you kind of <laughs> yeah. the hell. It's aggravating, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like from Bakugo's perspective, Deku has all this power, you know, he's leveling up, almost surpassing Bakugo. And Bakugo has no idea where this power came from because Deku's quirkless, right? He's meant to be quirkless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when he heard the true story that, you know, he, he wasn't, that's the reason he wasn't angry because he's like, finally, I have an explanation. Um, so yeah, I think that's why he took it quite calmly. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And I think the fight, just the fight in itself, I mean, we're talking about kind of all the implications and all the history because i think generally the emotional weight of the fight kind of rivals to the actual it, it made me stronger than the actual like physical fight itself bakugo versus deco is something that i think everyone has wanted to see since the series started you got a little bit in season one but now you're kind of seeing them at this point as they're in their growth they've been moving parallel but at some point they have to intersect and figure out who's the strongest the fight is beautiful the, the the choreography is amazing. The animation is amazing. The fact that they're really in the middle of, luckily they have that like kind of like scenery, that backdrop of, um, gosh, I forgot, Ground Beta. I think that's what it's called. No, is it Ground Beta? Or am I like remembering uh, episodes? That is the name of one of them. Uh, I can't remember if it's the name of the one that they fought at though. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if that's where they fought Mirio or that's where they fought. The, I, I don't know. know. No, they, they fought Mirio in the gym, which has a different name. So I yeah, think yeah. Ground uh, Beta. Yeah. Okay, so I'm luckily they have that backdrop because it's kind of like this big ass city where they can explode. You know, Deku is flying in buildings or or like in in like guardrails and stuff like that. Bakugo is completely going all out. Um, Deku realizes in this fight that he can use 8%. He realizes a couple things in this fight. And I think he realizes that his shoot style, as much as it's new and fresh and shiny, may not be the way to be able to defeat all villains. And he's going to have to start using his arms again, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, It's a great fight. It is. It just is what it is. is. Um, Bakugo wins because... He's a better fighter. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll be honest, man. I I understand how the fight ultimately ended. I thought I thought Deku had the upper hand a little bit for the most of that fight, man. I'm not going to lie. To me, it was like Bakugo was just like, hey, I win. I'm stronger. That's it. And Deku you know, was like, you know what? <laughs> you're, you're right. I don't I don't feel that because I feel like as as good as Deku is in like predicting and stuff like that, he's not a better natural fighter. You're right. He's than, definitely not. He's definitely not. Than like well, than Bakugo. I don't know about that because Bakugo's had time to train and practice with his quirk since he was like four years old. Deku right. went to the training last year and he's already caught up to Bakugo. So like you could argue that maybe Deku is uh he's I don't know more adaptable or like he's he learns quicker. That's fair and, too. That's fair too. It's it. I think. Yeah, it's like what All Might All Might actually says this after his fight after he shows up. He was like, Listen, Deku was a clean slate, so of course he's going to advance incredibly quickly. Right. He, he was trying with, but he was trying to make Bakugo feel a little bit better. He's like, Look, man, <laughs> just so you know, of course, of course he's gonna, you know, he's gonna advance a little faster. He, you know, he didn't have anything before you, so don't worry about it. You know, like that's why I said Bakugo definitely came to terms with 
Deku's situation when he found the truth. You know, I, right. I think that really helped him move forward. And like you said, the turning point for their relationship, it was important for him to know because like Turtle said, it's so aggravating to see somebody that, you know, really was never going to be as powerful as you. And all of a sudden it's happening and you don't know why. Like we said, Bakugo wins and All Might shows up and all after the fact, by the way, not like in the middle of the fight. No. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely he was says, watching from this corner. Yeah. <laughs> he was watching for sure. <laughs> he was like, yo, these quirks look dangerous. <laughs> um, he, was, he was watching from run. He's like, I heard everything. I was like, really? So no one could have, as a teacher, <laughs> you just decided, I'm going to let these kids they get their emotions this. down. They needed this. Yeah. I mean, maybe he realizes that. He does have a different scope of them than he does of other students. He knew they weren't like going to kill each other. So Yeah. But um, All Might shows up and is like, you know, I think he embraces Bakugo after hearing everything that he says. And he acknowledges his flaw as not seeing Bakugo and Deku as kids, um, ultimately at the end of the day, which I think is a big thing because so many times I think people see them as fighters more than they actually see them as kids. Mm -hmm. And I think the especially when it comes to like like the stuff we're going through now, like like the war arc and stuff like that, like you see them as fighters, you, you everyone sees them kind of quirk first, how strong they are, all these other things. But you also got to remember that they're kids in high school. It even reminds me of it's one of I'm not sure if it's 283 or something along those lines, but they have a point where I, I won't spoil too much, um, but. One of the villains gets away and all the students are kind of like, did we do the right thing? How do we even know what the right thing is? Like, did we do the right thing by, uh, you know, the plan that we enacted? Because this villain is still kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> he's, still, he's still kicking and more than kicking. But did we do the right thing in this situation? And I think that's that comes with inexperience in a bit um, as kids, as students. And I think sometimes we forget that. And I think All Might did at this point as well. Um, let's see. He lets Bakugo in on everything. And Bakugo ultimately accepts it. And it's a, it's a great feeling. To me, it's, a, it's one of the heartwarming feelings. I think it, it's a lot of closure for season three of them taking this relationship that was so volatile in season one mm -hmm. and kind of like adding a new layer to it moving forward. So it isn't like this, like, we're not going to get seven more seasons of Bakugo saying Deku's a dickhead or something. No, like yeah, yeah, I think we're okay with that. We've moved on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. But not Aizawa. You know, Aizawa's pissed. <laughs> he was mad. He was doing lessons plans. When is he not? When is he not? Listen, he was doing lesson plans. This is all right. So I'll say this: Aizawa has he needs to admit that he has a different feeling for these kids than he does any other kids. Because for all this talk of like, okay, I'm going to expel people for doing these things, he has not expelled one person. Yeah, it's a lot of threats, man. I think he loves these kids way more than he tries to put on for yeah. sure. But but one thing I would say about that though is that. I think he really was going to expel Deku. It's only because at the end, Deku showed him he had potential, which was the reason. Because um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but right after that happened, he and All Might were talking, and then All Might was kind of like, oh, so you, you were going to expel him. <laughs> right. Uh, if he didn't you know, show you what he could do. So yeah, yeah I think Aizawa, some of his stats are serious, and others are kind of just like, to motivate them. Because you're right, he does truly like care about them so much. Especially as we yeah. saw, I think it was... Uh, 
which I can't remember which chapter it was, but it was during the war arc when certain things were going on and he was thinking of all the students and he was like, I have to you know, I have to make it so I can see them again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a that growth and development. Yeah. He, he cares. Um, let's talk about the backstory of Turtle's favorite character twice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's talk about twice. Why twice, is it that twice, you love twice? twice? Talk to me about this. Why is it that you love twice? Okay, so the first thing that really just like stands out to me about this character, he's bloody, he's like, he's probably the funniest character in the show. Like, especially yeah. in the anime, like, he'll say one thing and then immediately use a different voice and just like saying the complete opposite. That's the thing that I love about him. But um, no, ultimately, the thing that makes him, I think, one of the most fleshed out characters is, is his backstory, like the things he's gone through in his life and the fact that all he wants is to belong. And the fact that it's with, you know, he, he, whilst he's in the villains, it didn't have to be that way. It's just that society basically kicked him down. Um, yeah. we, see it, we see it more in My Villain Academia, that whole arc, you know, his full fleshed out backstory. Um, ever since he was young, he just had, sorry, he just had the worst luck. Um, you know, I, I, he had a job and then he was fired from that job for some, you know, he, it was just a whole series of unfortunate events that were outside forces essentially working against him. It's just someone who's down in his luck, really. And then finally he founds, finds acceptance in this group and then unleashes his full potential as we saw during the manga and becomes probably, you know, the most, I don't want to say the most dangerous, but like top five most dangerous villains to exist in this series. Because when you have twice on your side, you're invincible. You know, you can do almost anything is possible when you have twice. Um, So I think from where he's been at the beginning of his life to where he is, you know, where he went in the manga, Mm. I think it's incredible. I agree. I think it's, listen, this backstory, I remember after this whole fight, I was questionable, like, okay, oh, season three still going on. All right, this is interesting. Like, especially with everything that kind of, everything that. That was the end for sure. Oh, yeah. This feels like the beginning of season four, more so than season three. But who am I to argue to get more uh, content? Um, Twice, you get a kind of, I think this entire backstory of Twice kind of just shows I mean, him walking through the city, him um, seeing the villains rob that store and steal the entire, not even the entire, like, (laughs) they don't even steal the entire, like, um, register. They steal the entire, like, desk with the register on it. And and a a hero shows up and, like, stop you villains. And then he gets, like, beat in the head with, like, a pipe or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of showing. And he's, like, just leisurely walking around. You know, yeah, I was part of the whole, like, uh. The whole, uh, you know, League of Villains thing. But, you know, I'm still leisurely walking around. It's kind of like, yeah. okay. The yeah, threat, I, gotta, I got things I got to do. <laughs> it's the th- but it's the threat. The lack of All Might makes villains, they're feeling so much more comfortable. And it's kind of everything that All for One is kind of saying moving forward. It's like these heroes, these villains are going to start teaming up. There's going to be factions. There's going to be a lot more boldness with these villains to come out the shadows because the symbol of peace is gone. And it's like, who are we supposed to be scared of Endeavor? Like Endeavor don't even like people. So it's like, it's, it, it kind of kind of shows that it's just like, okay, here's how it kind of goes. But the introduction to all might, I mean, induction, the introduction to twice is so original. And the fact that, 
kind of spelling out his like multiple personalities disorder. He split into things. He was like, oh, this is sweet. I get to split in a bunch of people and they get to do all my work, except that all of those <laughs> right. people have a mind of their own. And then they tried, they eventually killed one another. It's, a, it's a, great story. a crazy story. Yeah. I mean, I remember before even getting to twice and you and I were texting about you, like, wait till you wait till you see his origin story. It's fantastic. And I got to it. And I was just at this point, you know, I was what I was only obsessed with like Toga. And I was thinking to myself, okay, let me see this twice character. And that was like that, that origin story was so good. Um, mm. And the fact, I mean, they only, they only fit it in for, you know, 10, 12 minutes and then went on with the rest of the episode, but it was just so good and genius to me. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a flash of like, okay, here's how society is molding. You even get the news report on TV. Here's how everything is molding. Like they don't really trust Endeavor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was a good look to twice. Um, moving on from twice. Now we have the big three. Big, big three. three is introduced in the series. It's weird that they're introduced the same day. I mean, Bakugo isn't. The, I don't even think has Bakugo and Mirio Togata ever been in the same room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they they've done a good uh, they've done a good job of keeping them apart. I mean, fair enough, but I would like to see them interact. Especially Maybe the the, never been seen in the same room, right? Mm, interesting, That's interesting. True. It's a. True. I would love the happy go lucky Mirio Togata going on a quest with the ever irritable Bakugo and like, why are you so happy? (laughs) (laughs) They definitely um, need a moment. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, We're introduced to the big three, which was a big thing at the end of, uh, I guess the second and last episode of the series. Um, They're given, they're made as a big deal and their students, they're the top three students in the school. Um, Mirio Togata, Tamaki Yamajiki, Nejire Hado. They are, the three top students in the school and all of them possess powerful and versatile quirks, but it's not so much like, Oh my God, you got powerful quirks. It's that they made them powerful mm-hmm. throughout training and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh my God, here's what we could be at the end of the day. Like here is, it's kind of a great look at like the potential, even if we don't get the time skip, which I think a lot of people are predicting post this arc in the manga or at least hoping for or something along those lines. Um, it could happen. But yeah, it, it, it could happen. I think this is a good, like, okay, here's the true potential of like what could happen. Like we could see, for instance, um, Amina Ashido, like instead of her playing kind of the background as like, I don't, I would say like a C tier in the, in class one, a, um, she could rise up and really try to, you know, think her quirk or even, you know, Sui Asui, Froppy, who I think is a... Froppy. You already know. I think she's, I think she's a top 10 hero in the making. This is just me. I Absolutely. Um, I love Froppy. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. And it, it, it just shows. And they're introduced to the class and they're trying to figure... They're trying to kind of explain, okay... How did we get our quirks this powerful? And Mirio Togata says, I'll show you guys. And he takes them to Jim Gamma. I had it in my notes. Go me. All right, look at that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He takes them to Jim Gamma and says, I'm going to show you my quirk. I'm going to take you on. One on, on, I guess one on 18. Uh, Bakugo isn't there. Todoroki says, I'm too... I don't even have my license. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Why am I here? 
<laughs> Azaro looks at him like, oof, he's cooled off. <laughs> like, he's so dejected from not having his license. It's so crazy how that has an effect on him. Um, it's not crazy that it has an effect on him, but it's the fact that he's sitting out this battle. Like, it's really his his attempt or his growth or him his attitude in season two of being the strongest has completely dissipated since then. I don't know personally, maybe I'll ask turtle after this. Maybe we'll do some uh, quick, like post season three, post season four type of thing. And I can ask, I can ask you about these things, um, how you feel about a couple of these students. Yeah. But it's a, it's a great, it's a great showcase of a great quirk, permeation, which is the most complicated, explained quirk that I've ever seen. It ever needed in my to life. be complicated though, because it's so good that if there wasn't this crazy wall behind it, you know, no pun, uh, then it 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 just would have been so op. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it is op, but it it definitely had to have some type of stipulation to it. No, I agree. Like um, the thing is. When I was watching this for the first time, I remember like just before they fought, I was like, what kind of quirk could this guy possibly have to make him so confident, you know, growing up against an entire class of students who have already beaten villains by themselves. Right. And you're gonna beat all of them. Like, what quirk could you have? So um when I saw it, I was, you know, I was I was pretty impressed because um the way he uses permeation, I'd say all all he needs to make it the perfect quirk would be like a strength boost of some kind, like something like one for all or or whatever it may be. Um, if he had like superhuman strength on top of what he has right now, I think he would be like the perfect human. I agree. I mean, he he's pretty. Uh, according to Aizawa, he rivals some of the top heroes, and he was like, "Oh my god, I think he could even rival like the number. He could be the number one hero if he wasn't in this damn school." <laughs> um, but he he's very he's very strong. I agree. Smart. One thing that would add to it was it be a lot more power. He's dangerous. He's no one can kind of predict his movements. Um, he doesn't have a I think it's also like his the way he thinks, too. He doesn't really have a linear thought. It's kind of like from his personalities, you can kind of see it's like squiggly, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. He's so optimistic, but, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they really you can't bring him down. Yeah, but he's like. Even the fact of like, I'm not strictly telling you my quirk. I'm going to show you what it is. And then I'm going to, oh, yeah, sometimes I get a, my favorite part of after this fight. I mean, he he's, he uses permeation and takes him out section by section. He's like, I'm going to get the long distance ones first. And then <laughs> the short distance ones. And then right. <laughs> whoever's next. I mean, at this point, he, he bodies them all, which is amazing. And even after that, he ex- explains his quirk. Ah, oh, it's like physics and stuff like that. I can't breathe or see or hear when I'm in this state, but like because of physics, ma- two masses can't occupy the same space, so it shoots him out. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. but it makes sense. I love it because it makes sense. Um, it like, yeah, like when he was like mask on overlap, I was like, "Yeah, that does make sense." Because if you know. It, it, I think if that was real and Matt could overlap, they just <laughs> right. something like that. So I was, they, I was, I was thinking that as well. I was like, what about what? I guess water can overlap with other things. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I love the quote after the fact. He was like, Mario, I think it was, um, Nezure was like, Mario, you beat them all handily. He was like, I was trying not to show them my willy. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is That's funny. why we love this show. That's why we love this show. 
yeah, that that is amazing. The fact that his clothes can't even stay on through this entire thing. Um, so they all learn the benefits of hard work. Uh, after this, Deku calls Gran Torino. He's like, hey, are you work-studying students? And Gran Torino's like, nah, not doing that. Call somebody else. Call one of your other All Might's friends. Um, which is fair. I don't think I would have wanted to see Gran Torino again, to be honest with you. I don't think there's much more that we he's a great source of yeah, yeah. About that. yeah I, I don't think I would have wanted to see more Gran Torino. Um, a few things as we end this series, we're introduced to Sir, which until I read the manga, I was like, I think I initially missed it until I was like, oh, season four is coming up in a couple weeks. I was like, oh, let me go look back at the manga. I initially missed it. I was like, Sir debuted in season three, but like, there he is. Um, we're introduced to Sir very briefly. It's just a shady character thus far. Um, we introduced to Overhaul at the end of season three um, and his goons very lightly. We don't know his quirk. We don't know anything about it except he's uh, the shy. Uh, what's it called? What's his group name again? Oh, she has psyche. Uh, she yeah. She has psyche. Uh, so we're introduced to them. And he meets up with the League of Villains, which, if you watch season four, is a great <laughs> encounter, um, depending on the angle you'll get it. And I guess it's a hopeful season finale. It's not as, uh, you know, I think they're going to stick the landing with a lot more season finales going forward. I thought was, this was cool. This was nice. But it's the end of season three, and we're here. And we fully wrap this series up, I think, thus far. When you look at it, entire thing, season three has been, even if you compare it to season four, and we won't talk about season five, season six just yet, but season three is probably the most important season. Definitely. It's for development, a thousand percent. Every like, of the like show. The things happen that needed to happen. Yeah, of the show. And yeah, I think I it's more, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a, it's important for a lot of different reasons. The fights are cool, all this other stuff, but the fact it's like you're in season three and the series starts to shift now. The, sh- the tides of power have moved on from the old guard of All Might and All for One. And now they're setting up kind of the future between Deku and Tomoro Shigaraki in the League of Villains. It's very, very cool. Um, Turtle, while we're here, since we have you and you're doing all this amazing stuff, he legitimately, I will say this. This is how hard the man works. Legitimately, right before he records this, he puts out a video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> amazing. Um, the war arc. Yeah. And Jeff, if you want to close your ears. No, I'm here. And, I'm here. Are you, are you tuned in? Do you, do you care for okay. spoilers or anything like that? You know how I get down, man. It's nothing to me. All right. All right. Um, the war arc thus far. We've gotten a lot of things from it. Where do you see, what's your prediction on where it goes? Okay, yeah. So there's a few, like, things that I have solid in my mind that basically have to happen. Um, number one, Dabi meeting Endeavor and Shoto. It's been perfectly set up. So I reckon that's going to happen, I said it on my channel, probably this month or next month, um, because we have Shoto and Endeavor on the battlefield, and we have, you know, Dabi and Maki and all the other people coming to that same location. We've never had all three of them in the same location, so... The Dabby reveal, you know, whoever he is, that is coming uh, for sure. And another thing, All Might. So the last time we saw All Might, he was at UA watching the battle unfold. And as we know, you know, it's being broadcast on TV. 
So that means All Might knows that Deku and Bakugo are on the battlefield against this monster. So does he just stay and watch, or does he go there and try and intervene in some way? Wow. Like we, we know that All Might's quirkless, right? But when yeah. Deku was quirkless, that didn't stop him, you know, Bakugo. And as we know, All Might and Deku, like they pretty much have the same heart. So I think if that was Deku in All Might's position, he would go. So I reckon All Might is probably going to end up going to Jakku, to the battlefield. And that's when he'll die. That's when the prediction uh, that Senaitai said, that's when it's wow. going to happen. Um, but I really like All Might, so I hope it doesn't happen. But it's just this niggling feeling like we haven't seen him in so long. It's possible he's on his way to the battlefield, possibly. Um, but yeah, and also breaking off one out of jail. That's one other thing. Uh, do you... Hmm. There has been, let me say this, let me, since I have you here, damn, it's kind of, I'm trying to revert my mind back to the future tense kind of thing. Um, what do you feel will happen just post this arc? Let's say this arc ends mm. and whoever comes out on Victor comes out on Victor. Do you feel like there's a longer, we've seen a lot of manga as of right now, especially in the past year end. I mean, Demon Slayer ended, uh, The Promised yeah. Neverland. A lot of really great mangas have just decided, hey, let's That's wrap it. up while we're on top. We're on top, yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you feel like this is a similar thing for my hero in like, okay, they're almost 300 chapters in. Um, where does it end? Do you feel like this is a good point? No, because My Hero Academia is the future of Shonen Jump. Like, if you look at the two longest-running series in Shonen Jump right now, One Piece, number one, My Hero, number two. One Piece has been going on for decades. So, I, I mean, that's that. I don't know how much longer it's going to go on, but um, let's just say when it does finish, they need a big series like My Hero to just kind of continue, like, carry carry them, basically. Um, and the popularity is so crazy. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, the, the sales, like, the volume sales. Yeah, the, yeah. It's insane. Insane. And, not just in Japan, in the West as well. So, like, it's very rare that you get a series that's this popular. So, I mean, I guess, you know, Demon Slayer, you could say the same thing, but and then they stop that. But, you know, with My Hero, you got something special. To end it now would be ridiculous. I, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think it's going to be the future. So, one thing, you know, I, I don't say this like this is definitely going to happen, but we've already seen the parallels between Deku's story and All Might's story. They're both quirkless kids. And uh, they both inherit one for all, pretty much out of nowhere. All Might went to America for many, many, many years um, when he was preparing and kind of building his strength to go and fight Shigeru, uh, not fight Shigeru, fight all for one. What if Deku has that same parallel where after this oh. war arc, he goes somewhere else, you know, likely America, but maybe somewhere else. And we have all these different arcs of him going to different places to learn and master his new quirks. You know, maybe he goes to one state and trains with a hero who has a flight quirk. Maybe he goes to another state and trains with someone who has another quote that's relevant to the ones that he needs to unlock. Um, I just feel like there's so much potential, and even potentially after Shigaraki's done, like even after this whole thing with Shigaraki's done, we can see Deku's journey to becoming the best hero beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you um, you may not have seen this video, but I did one that was like a, a concept for like a next generation series, like with Ares potentially yeah. protagonist. Like there's just so many rich characters and locations things that have been unexplored. You can definitely, if, if he wanted to, he could, he could continue this series for as long as One Piece, for as long as Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, he could definitely do it. 
I think it can I be agree. done. I really do, especially because these are kids we're talking about. So we can go all the way until they're adults, until they have kids, until those kids are in school. And yeah, I mean, you can you can take this thing anywhere. Exactly. Listen, this has been amazing, Turtle. Thank you for coming you through, so much, my friend. Man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, listen, let them know everywhere where they can find. I mean, they can find <laughs> it on YouTube, but let yeah. them know where they can find you or or your YouTube or everything that you've kind of got going on. So, yeah, YouTube, Turtle Quirk. Um, it's the same thing for uh, Twitter and for uh, Instagram as well. One thing, uh, I have a new channel, second channel called Turtle Talks. And uh, that's going to be pretty different type of content. So I'm doing reaction videos to uh, to anime openings and other things that people nice. want to see. Um, so I literally just started that this month. So yeah, check that out. Let me know what you'd like to see me react to. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll bear it in mind. Listen, that sounds amazing. Um, of course, you'll listen to us to look out. We're this is, I guess, the final, the final, our final stay at the Summer yeah. Kame House. We're done here, man. We're done. We're done here. Listen, we've come out with, I guess it's been, we've done the most we've ever done in one year. <laughs> <This is> just, <laughs> for sure, for sure. We've yeah. 100%, and it's and it's only September. So we've done the most that we've done in one year. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for continuing to be with us through this entire show. Thank Absolutely. you guys for supporting us during My Hero Academia Week on The Lookout, which you can follow at The Lookout RNC on Twitter. Um, and if you want to follow myself and Jeff, and you can follow us at uh, I'm Meals TV, M-E-E-L-Z-T-V. You can follow Jeff at Old Newsboy. You right. can talk My Hero with us or any other anime with us. Um, we recently announced a new show. I'm going to let Jeff talk about this because it is Absolutely. his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New yeah. Show. Please talk about the show. Uh, yeah, we have a new show coming to the Lookout brand. Um, it's called Showdown uh, with me and my boy Eric. We're going to be basically tapping in on different anime, every episode, some of the greatest fights ever. I don't want to talk about which fights quite yet. You guys will know that very soon, but it, it's so fun. And, you know, we've had a lot of people tweet us and say, we need to talk about, you know, Yu Yu or more Hunter Hunter or, uh, you know, in general, just other animes that necessarily me and Mills or, you know, the, the boys over at uh, the big eyes can't necessarily catch on at this moment. So we're going to have a lot of fun just basically tackling some of the greatest anime fights ever. Um, it's going to be a really good time. Listen, you can stay tuned for that. That is coming next month on the Lookout channel. So make sure you pretty much follow us there. Um, is there anything else that I wanted to say? I'm trying to figure out. Oh, okay. I guess we should talk about next season or next uh, series of episodes. So we will be... Pretty much, this is our last episode. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see, there be some more shenanigans, right? We'll see if anyone in Japan decides to put a camera in front of a movie <laughs> screen and subs the Demon Slayer movie. Who knows? That's not up for us to decide, but I would yeah. love if they did that. Um, then we could talk about it. If not, then we may have one more episode. We may do something fun, but our next series of things, we'll be going back to Dragon Ball Z. This was originally a Dragon Ball podcast. That's how we started. We are going back to the Frieza saga. We're going to break it down. I have not watched this in full in so long. It's been a long time. Is, You're welcome, guys. We're doing it this is for so, you. So. It is so damn long. <laughs> yeah, Frieza saga is so long. damn long. Um, so we haven't watched it in a long time. So we're going to revisit it pretty soon. So make sure you stay tuned to that this fall. And that's all I got to say, man. You know, once again, thank you, Turtle, for coming through. I, I have to thank you a million more times because uh, you just do amazing work on yeah, your YouTube channel. And doing, I hope man. everyone follows it. I really appreciate that, man. Um, We'll see you guys next time on The Lookout. Take care. <laughs>